So I hope you are ready to be engaged in helping new Christians. Yes? Are you? Okay, can we have the first slide then, um, please, um, Chris? This is the prayer uh, that I'm going to start with. I'm going to pray it, but I hope you will as well. Okay? I often say the Lord's Prayer, and uh, often I say, Your will be done. Um, and this part is part of the prayer. I say, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, is what I say often in the prayer. But when I looked carefully at the scripture, it says, Deliver us from the evil one. And there is an evil one. There certainly is. And so part of what I'm going to talk about today is our battle against the evil one and his spiritual forces that are at work in our world today. So next uh, slide, please. You and I know that in our personal lives there are battles. There are battle health battles, for instance, that we're fighting against poor health. There, there are conditions that some of you have which is like a battle every day to put up with. But then there are also battles in our lives with relationships, people that you work with, people that you, uh, that you live with. There, there are battles. And, uh, for example, I'll say battles with young teenagers in your family. And anybody identify with that? Just a few. The, the thing with teenagers is that they, they have their own will, and they're strong wills, and so there's a battle of wills going on. But I tell you, I've had the joy of experiencing two wonderful teenagers who are now mature, um, and I tell you, it's worth it. One of the battles that we had for my wonderful son Matthew, this is a personal battle I'm talking to you about, was that he was going out with a lovely girl, a lovely girlfriend, and I used to obviously take them because that's really useful taking your children places. They're used to you giving them a lift. So when they get girlfriends or boyfriends, giving them a lift is quite a sensible thing to do because you can find out quite a bit yourself. But that's just a little clue <laughs> why you're kind to your teenage children. I hope the teenagers or older than teenagers are <laughs> learning from this. However, I was going to tell you, what we discovered is that she belonged to the Christadelphians. And so we, Marilyn and I were praying for her, but at the same time, the Christadelphian family was praying for my Matthew, that he would join them. So there was a bit of a battle. I'm really glad, with Jesus' help, we won that battle, and he found the most beautiful new girlfriend a bit later on, a couple of years later. But that was a battle. And I'll tell you what the answer was. It didn't hurt that family because they thought they needed to move. And what happened is they moved the whole family down to the Cotswolds somewhere so they couldn't see each other. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we didn't have to fight the battle. Jesus organized it for us, so they went somewhere else. But then there are battles in our community. Have you ever had rotten neighbours or difficult neighbours? Yes. yes, some of you are nodding. Have you ever kind of had nuisance phone calls? Have you ever? Well, some of you, you know, we've been talking this morning about this, not necessarily our community, but it's in our whole life, isn't it? That we get hacked or we get, we, we get tricked 
And thanks to Anna Cave and Marilyn's persistence, I didn't get tricked. Fortunately, my password was, was you know, save, you know, like it says save passwords. But I'd written the mistake and there was a letter missing in my password, which, which no one would know apart from me. I won't tell you it. <laughs> but there was a letter missing. And so once it, they tried to hack me as a result of a horrible uh, phone call, they couldn't get in at all because they didn't know. They, they saw I'd saved my password, but I, I'd been always just, when it came up, adding an extra letter, and then I got through. Interesting how God protected me in that way. Anyway, there are these kind of battles going on um, in our lives. Some of us experience being sinned against. That, you know, we're hurting when we're sinned against. And it's difficult to know how to respond to that person that's really hurt us. In our, in our um, little um, close that we live in, we're very close to Alderbrook Road, which has got lots of nice, posh, big houses. And there's a battle going on between developers, Solihull Council, and all the residents of where I live, because they're wanting to take and knock down these houses and build massive blocks of flats. Yes. And the people that live next door to where this is going to happen are obviously really upset. And we want to support them. And uh, their way they're battling is, is against, you know, the authorities with lots of things, taking them to court and all this sort of stuff. The way God's shown me to battle is just to pray. Because, you know, it's very oppressive. Like, there is one block of flats which is on the main road, but it's right by somebody who lives in Alderbrook Road, and it's, it's like the, the house, and then two more stories above that house, there are people just... just like not not a hedge so i can see why that that battle's going on in our neighborhood because they think that's prime property and a lovely place for people to live but of course you're also aware um that there's battle in our country isn't there i won't all i need to say is the word brexit but there's battle but that battle they have much more serious battles than brexit believe it or not it's the state of our nation's morality. That's a bigger battle, isn't it? All sorts of problems come up, like gender issues and, and sexual uh, impurity. The social media kind of spreads what they think is truth. And anybody that follows social media is thinking, oh, it's all right to do this, that, and the other, when it's really clearly against God's will. So enough talking about the battles that we're in, but I'm just reminding you of some of the issues that we face. And I want to say this, behind these things, there are spiritual forces. It's not a battle, as we're told in the scripture, against flesh and blood. There are clear spiritual force, forces. They want to divide families. They want to divide cities and communities where I live, for instance, that, just that local community, they want to divide nations. Those spiritual forces want to destroy, 
and divide us. So, and I'm looking around, one of the tools for us, because his tactic is division, our tactic would be agreements. Yes, unity. Well done. Thank you for helping me out. Not that I forgot. <laughs> but, uh, next slide, please. Oh, there it is. There's that. Oh, you knew I was going to say that. Tactics. Next slide. This is a, a quick summary of 2 Corinthians 10. What does it say? Though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the, as the world does. Here's the wonderful truth. But, I'll put here, but we have divine power. Godly power, divine power to demolish strongholds. Some of you have responded to that and I believe something's broken in your lives as you've responded in faith. We are given divine power to demolish strongholds and often that stronghold affects our thinking. It's our thoughts that keep going round. It's very easy to take on, because of battles that we're in, to put negative thoughts in our mind and the desire to give up, the desire to somehow get out of it, to escape. But here's the truth. When these thoughts come, we have to take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. Now, imagine I'm being tempted in some way. I'm not going to think of an example in case you believe it's happened to me. But imagine David Wart is being tempted to do something really bad. And this is what I have learnt to do. That thought, I'm saying to myself, is not my thought. It is an EG. On a couple of occasions, I've been so fed up with the leadership in our church that I've said to myself, I will step down. But praise God, I had that thought and I said, Lord, you know why I'm feeling like this? You, you understand that. But it's all gone quiet. This is important, obviously. Oh, all right. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you. I think that people understand where I'm at. But I just, then I take that thought to Jesus. And he says, obviously, he says to me, don't be so stupid. What have you been working at since 1976? You know, he reminds me of all that he's done in my life and in the life of this wonderful fellowship that I belong to. So I say, no way. But that's what we've got to learn to do, to take our thoughts captive. Right, we'll get on to a scripture in a minute, but let's have the next uh, slide, please. This is how we demolish strongholds in the name of Jesus, because he's given us the armour of God, and he's given us various weapons. So at this stage, I'm now going to read from Ephesians 6, which is what I was asked to talk about a few weeks ago, and I've got there now. But Ephesians chapter 6, if you have Bible or phone or anything, I would like you to just turn to Ephesians chapter 6. 
because though you might know it and learn to in Sunday school, some of you who've grown up in church circles, this, with the power of the Holy Spirit, I want to open up to you right now in a, perhaps a new and a fresh way. So, Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Why does he say that? Going on to talk about the armour, but what's he say? Be strong. Not you be strong. What does it say? Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I've learned very easily and quickly that there's lots of things I can't do, especially in battles or, or you know, where there's division, where there's difficulties, where there's challenges. I can't do it. But I have to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, this, divine, this, this, this is this divine power he gives us. Let's carry on reading. So put on the full armour of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may take, be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. How do we stand? Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to this, take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And pray for, also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador. He's in chains, but for me, I'm free. Let's just look quickly at the armour that he gives us. Next slide, please. Sir. And what I've tried to do here is just illustrate that every item of the armour is related to Jesus. And the key for standing against the evil, evil one's schemes is simply to have a deep, clear relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the things, if ever it happens, that you are sensing you can't seem to get through to Jesus, then you must ask for prayer. Because I tell you this, Jesus wants to speak to you through the Holy Spirit every single day. 
Do you know he prays for you every single day? If you want the scriptures, I'll give you that. Scriptures later. But he wants to talk to you. So if ever you feel separated, then that's a very serious thing because knowing Jesus is the way you can take your stand. And as it says here, amazingly, you have a belt of truth. Jesus is the truth. You have a breastplate of righteousness. And with, because of the blood Jesus shed, we are made righteous. We can put on the gospel of peace, we can put on these shoes with the gospel of peace because Jesus is the prince. I haven't finished there in my thing. You see I did this in a hurry. But you can see Jesus is the prince of peace, that should say. The shield of faith. Jesus gives us faith. The helmet of salvation. <laughs> Jesus can save us in any situation. And finally, this wonderful thing, which I might concentrate on for the next ten minutes, is Jesus is the Word. That's part of the armour. That's the only looking bit of offensive weapon that we have in that list, the sword of the Spirit. And I want so much with all my heart that we as a community will learn to wield that sword in order to get the victory. And sometimes we have to know all the other things. We have to know the truth. We have to know all about being righteous in Christ's sight. Or righteous, made righteous by Christ. I had a mother-in-law who, believe it or not, I never fell out with. That's good, isn't it? She was a lovely, lovely Christian lady. And at one stage in her life, she was part of a, um, a group called the Lydias. Does anyone know about Lydia prayer groups? Yes, a few of the older ones amongst us will do that. And they were an intercessory group, and she met regularly with them. At one point in time, she led a group as well. But she was a Lydia person. And there was a stronghold that we as Christians could recognise in a place called Brindley Hall. Is that where you meet now? Or you used to meet? Right, OK. But in Brindley Hall in the 1960s, they used to have seances and all sorts of um, spiritual things happening which were not what we approve of. So that Lydia group and others with them, it might have been a number of them, got a word from God that this was wrong and got the word that Jesus breaks the stronghold and so she and a number of people went one weekend and prayed over the Brindley Hall. This was up in Broad Street. It's not there now because after they prayed, it burnt down. Yes, it's good to laugh about it. I laughed about it because I thought, wow, God agreed with us. We broke the stronghold and, amen, good man. 
So what I found with Irene is that if we were praying as a family or whatever we were praying about, she would say, Lord, your word says this. Therefore, please fulfill what your word says. And I've learned a lot about that from her. Very encouraged that she knew how to wield the sword of the Spirit. She took what the written word said and then used it as what we would call a rima word and through the Spirit prayed it into being. Now, some of you older ones will remember that for a period of time we had divided our church into what we call communities and I led the Shirley community. Just wave at me if you were part of the Shirley community. Oh, just a few. Oh, yes, Marilyn is waving. Good. That's good, you were. We used the uh, Shirley Centre. And then the whole church decided that it was good, a good hall to meet in, and we would all meet there. So, but I'm telling you that because the people that ran the Shirley Centre were very neighbourly and helpful and things, but they had invited, um, well, no, to start again, what I found that happened was that a group of spiritualists started to come to our meetings on a Sunday morning. And they used to sit at the back and they used to look for people who were not too sure about things and try and befriend them. So I was fully aware of this. And we had to pray that they would stop coming and doing that, and fortunately they did. But then instead, they didn't give up the battle, they decided to, they, they re recognised that the Holy Spirit was working here and they wanted to catch a hold of something of the Spirit. And so they decided, because these Christians were meeting there, they would meet there too and catch something of spirit, a spiritual force they were thinking of. And they started to meet on a Sunday evening and advertised to our community that they would, um, they would start meetings there. And they did for nearly six months. But people in the community, in our little community, we got together to pray that that wouldn't happen. And eventually they gave up meeting in the Shirley Centre. Because we, why, why were we against that? Because we didn't want this confusion. Solihull Christian Fellowship meets at the Shirley Centre. This spiritualist church meets at the Shirley Centre. We didn't want that confusion, did we? You can understand that. So we prayed them out. The interesting thing is, um, they told the, 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 the people that did the hiring, they, they were asked, why are you, why are you leaving? Why, why aren't you carrying on? They said, it's those Christians, they've been attacking us. <laughs> and I promise you that no one said anything rude, no one did anything physical. They had recognised they were attacked because Jesus breaks the stronghold that was in their life. Hallelujah. So, so far today in this meeting, we've concentrated on one of the weapons. It's the name of Jesus. And then I've talked about the word the word. What else have we got on that list there? Now, could we go to the next slide and I'll look at my list. There's something that's not on, on there. Um, so it says the word of God, 
Uh, and it does say what we have to do, which is be obedient to the Word of God. There's no point in us praying the Word of God and not, not obeying it. Yeah? You understand that logic? So that is a part of our weapon when we obey what the Word says. But there's another word in Revelation, Revelation 12, verse 11. Anyone know what Revelation 12, verse 11, it's talked to do with battles? Thank you very much. Exactly right. It says, I'll repeat it for the tape and for you to hear if you didn't hear that. We overcome the evil one through the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. I think it's the other way around. It says the blood of the Lamb, first of all, and the word of our testimony. Wow. The word of your testimony is what you can fight with. Right? Now, I've learned this in lots of circumstances, and I'm really, really glad. Because, people, because I said to lots of people when I met them, I'm a Christian, I haven't got this badge on uh, today uh, for that purpose, but if someone asks me, what's this badge? I can say, it's a representative of the Holy Spirit because I'm relying on him. And then that gets people talking about it. But in my school um, and in my neighbourhood, I became known as the vicar. He's a vicar, he is, is what they said. It was the best way they could describe it. But they knew I was a Christian and they knew I had faith in Christ. That's because I'd said it to them on many occasions. It was my word of testimony that actually protected me on many occasions. So, for instance, in, in our staff, there was a, a young woman who was fa fancied me. And that was difficult. I did tell you about it at the time, Marilyn. Um, it, I'm glad it's gone from your memory. But my word of testimony saved any embarrassment and difficulty because I said to that young woman, I will pray for you. I want you to become a Christian. You might be very interested in me, but that's why I'm interested in you. So that's what I learned to pray. A word of my testimony was part of a battle, and it protected me. When, when I moved schools, it was so easy, because I moved from one school to another, and the, uh, the deputy head told the head, this man's a Christian, and he will help the school. That was good for me, wasn't it? Already they knew what to expect of me. So when they had a battle, particularly in the RE department, I, they knew who to come to. So I'll tell you what happened in the RE department. The teacher, who was a young, new teacher, couldn't discipline them very well, but she thought if she taught them about ghosts and uh, seances and all those sort of things within the realm of that um, situation, she, she would get their attention, and she did. But the head of department of the RE department came to me and said, David, I'm really worried about this, what this woman's doing. And I said, well, uh, what would you like me to do? And she said, pray. <laughs> and fortunately, that woman resigned very quickly after we started to pray. But that's the sort of battle that we're in. You wouldn't want your children to be told all these stuff if they had RE lessons. There's some RE lessons where we want to pray also because there's quite a lot of battle there for young lives in secondary school, particularly where they teach RE. However... We prayed, 
And that, but that was partly because of my word of testimony. So please don't be frightened of ever saying that you're a Christian or that you believe in Jesus or whatever you want to explain to people because that protects you. It's part of your weaponry. So the word of your testimony. And the other is the blood of the Lamb. I won't go in, into it now, but sometime I'd like to explain to you how important communion is when we celebrate Jesus dying for us because that blood covers us. And that blood is a representation of what he paid. You know, when we talk about victory and you sense, you sense maybe, well, I'm not getting the victory at the moment, but it's that blood that we sang about in one of the songs. Bless you for your choice of songs today. That blood bought your salvation. So in other words, you, when you claim the blood of Jesus over your life or over a situation, that is so powerful because he's paid the price for you. Paid the price for your victory, for your freedom. I'm nearly finishing. I wish I could go on all day, but that wouldn't do us good, really. Do me good, because I can release what's in my heart. <clears throat> I think one of the battles up there that I want to finish with is... Well, we've done some praise and worship. I, I can talk a lot about that. But I'd like to just conclude back to what we were praying about earlier. And it's not just the name of Jesus. It's the authority of that name. Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, said, I'm giving you authority to do what? Tell me. So, thank you, Peggy. Exactly right. First of all, then, he's given his disciples, he's giving us authority to bring healing. What did I start with in our personal battles? One of the amazing things that we have to put up with is sickness of different kinds and challenges of different kinds with our health. But Jesus gives us authority to bring healing. And sometimes people are, are so uh, affected by their circumstances that, that the evil one gets a hold of them. And I would call it, um, I don't call it, I would call it oppression. Oppression from the evil one. And we can cast out <coughs> demonic forces in the name of Jesus. I think that scripture that I'm quoting says clearly, I give you, Jesus is saying to his disciples, I give you authority to do this. So when I'm asked to pray against these things, that's what I remind myself with, the word. You have authority given by Jesus. And while I'm talking, I believe the Holy Spirit is probably revealing situations to you which you think maybe strongholds in people's lives or challenges or illness problems or even oppression. 
You can pray it out. You can pray it gone. Not just a nice little prayer. <laughs> Jesus in your name, do this. But with authority. When I was a school teacher, there was a situation that really upset me. And every single lesson, children would come to me and give me a card, which was like a charity card, but it was like a gambling card. And they would say to me, could you buy this card from me? We're raising money for this, that and the other. Buy this card and it's helping. Ever seen any of those? Not often used so much today. And every member of staff in the school had the same. It was like the kids expecting us, teachers, to give them all this money. So it became a topic in the staff room. And as I talked about it, I realised that the staff themselves did the football pools. Those of you who know what that is, if you don't, I'll tell you what football pools is. But it was a, it's, a, it's a form of gambling, basically. And as they, so I saw the staff were gambling and the children were encouraging the staff to buy these cards because you could get a prize. Uh, there's um, something called the postcode lottery, I think, that you get, that get people going around or you get letters to it. And you can do the postcode lottery and the, the bait is because you'll win a prize. But it's gambling. And all of you know about the lotto or whatever the stuff is called. What's it called now? The, the lottery, thank you. But in our school, I saw, hey, and I said to myself, this is a spirit of gambling that's taken over all the staff and all the kids. And I actually said that to, in our, um, what's it called, leadership meeting, I can't remember what it was called, management meeting of the school, which I was fortunate to be a part of. I said, that's a spirit. And I don't think that's doing any of us any good. So I'm going to pray that that spirit is broken. And hallelujah, it changed. Partly because the staff were saying no to the kids, we don't want anything to do with that. And they were saying, we don't want to gamble as a staff. They changed their mind. That's called repentance, isn't it? But I was able, and why was I able to do that? Not because David Watt is a persuasive and strong man, simply because I used the authority that Jesus gave me. And they recognised it. They recognised I had authority in that area. So, are you going to use the authority that God's given you? I trust so. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, that you've been working in our hearts. And though what we're talking about is hard, because we all face different battles. But I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, that you will inspire and encourage us as a body of believers to bring victory in the name of Jesus, particularly when we meet new people who are coming into our company. Give us the authority to pray for healing and to pray against demonic oppression. Give us the ability and the faith to see people get saved here, People get discipled here. People want to change their lives while being a part of us. And I pray that you will put on us that wonderful 
ability to testify to your name. Please give us that ability to be those who testify to the power of Jesus. As that scripture in Revelation says, we can overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. May that be true. Please, by your spirit, inspire us and encourage us right now to begin to share what we know to be true. I pray it in the name of Jesus and with his authority. Amen.